Are you just trying to navigate adulthood in a world that still expects you to have it all figured out? Welcome to This Is 50 with your hosts, Travis Holmes and Shane McManus. Shane. Travis. <laughs> How are you? Mm. What do you mean? Mm. It, I don't know. It feels like we're up at the crack of dawn and it's what? It's, I know. It's a, <laughs> we're doing the early show today. Yeah. I've got my, uh, I am, I got my uh, mineral water that. here. Shane and I caught you in mid smoke every time. What are you? What are you puffing on over there? It's uh, it's a vape. I'm not gonna advertise the company that makes it. It's just a vape. I don't. It, I've been. But do you? I never knew that you smoked though. You don't look like a smoker. <clears throat> I did. Well, I did year when I was in the military. I smoked cigarettes a long, long, long time ago. Uh-huh. I probably hadn't smoked a cigarette in 25 years. What's your brand of choice when you were smoking? <sighs> uh, when I had money, it was Marlboros. The Reds. No, 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 no. Lights. Oh, were too hard. <laughs> Pussy. Well, you know, yeah, I know. I was a new smoker, so, you know, hadn't conditioned my lungs yet. But every once in a while, I would get some camels or something like that. Filtered, unfiltered? Cam- filtered. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Unfiltered stuff is crazy. <laughs> but I remember camel used to make a, they called them a 10 gauge cigarette. So it was, it was a big old fat cigarette. <clears throat> it was the same length as a regular cigarette, but it was probably, it was like two cigarettes rolled into one. And what was the point behind that? I guess to have smoke longer, it was just a bigger, fatter cigarette. But, but anyway, the vape is just, I don't know, to stop. Now, so, okay, so here's my progression. All right, here Started we go. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my Start. pen out. Go ahead. Yeah. Take notes on this one. So Ten. I started smoking, and I was like, all right, I don't want to smoke anymore. So to stop smoking, I started dipping. Right. That's a fair trade. Yeah. like Yeah. I mean, you know, what do you want? Your lungs to collapse or your jaw to fall off? Take your pick. Yeah. So then I quit dipping. Then life hit me, and so I was like, I'll need some form of nicotine to calm me down. So that's what I went to. Are you, addic- are you addicted to nicotine? I mean, have you gone like a span without dip or smoking yeah yeah i could stop it right now i could it, this is more of <laughs> sure like, you can sure you can I promise, <laughs> I promise you you ask you can ask anybody in my family <clears throat> i've done it a thousand times just walked away from nicotine hmm. i can put it down and never touch it again does it give you a buzz i mean i i mean i smoked like cigarettes like to be cool in school you know like one or two and then you, you kind of throw that away and you're like oh god that was disgusting is she looking is she <laughs> looking still am i am i cool for her? no no it's stupid so are you asking if the vape gives me a, a buzz or yeah the nicotine in general that's the nicotine no, or, I don't get it. and you get the fruity that's flavors just, yeah i mean it's just a little calming but there's no buzz to it and i don't inhale it because it's like i don't know it's weird so, like most smokers if a smoke like a you can you can take a smoker that's been smoking for years and their lungs are probably shot but if they inhale a vape they'll cough their heads off really i don't know why I don't, I don't know why, but you know, this, there's none of that other junk in this vape. If you draw it in, <laughs> kind of treat it like a cigar. You draw it in and you blow it out of your nose and then you get the fruit flavor and a little bit of nicotine. Is it an oral fixation or just a regular, I, I want, I, I want this. Just occasionally, I really like the flavor. So I play, you know, I get different flavors. You know, they make Jolly Ranchers, just, right? Just stick a Jolly yes. Rancher in your mouth. <laughs> you get the oral and you get the flavor. Do they make nicotine coated Jolly Ranchers? I'm sure at some smoke shop somewhere they've got nicotine. Uh, "Quote unquote nicotine Jolly Ranchers." Yeah, I'll I'll be by your house later to get what's left in that vial. (laughs) We haven't touched that. Oh, we haven't touched that. Nope, (laughs) nope, we haven't touched that vial. Um, Oh, you're just scared now. You'll be okay. So I sell, uh, I sell eggs here on the property. You know, we've got all these chickens and stuff out here, and we sell like your wife's eggs. (laughs) No, like chicken eggs. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) We sell. uh, I don't know if y'all are desperate for money or something. (laughs) Ten thousand dollars each. No, but we uh, we sell. Chicken eggs here. Farm fresh, you know, free range chickens. They run around. There's a cat that wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. 
I got a question. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I've heard this phrase forever, farm fresh. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Uh, like the, it just came out of the chicken? It's not, well, first of all, yeah, it, it's not processed. They're not, you know, in a thing. They're not incubated. They're not anything. What you don't know is is some chicken houses will keep the lights on for the chickens because a chicken will lay one egg a day. And if they keep the lights on in the chicken houses, they never know that it's nighttime. So their, their cycles will never stop. They basically don't sleep. So they will lay two to three eggs in a 24 four hour period as to kind of cruel it is very cruel and so ours at night all the lights are off out there of course and, and they go up in the coop at night and then in the morning they all come out and they you know go around and eat all the bugs and stuff in the yard and, and they're good to go so they're farm fresh they're not really manufactured i guess is a, a loose term i could use for that you know they're 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 done naturally if they have them they have them if they don't they don't but there's a cat running around here that's that's grabbed two of them yesterday and i've got a trap out there i'm gonna a live trap you know where it catches them in the cage and they bounce around in the cage spin around until i let them out somewhere so it's got to be like a neighbor's cat or something because I don't think the three-legged one could catch them, right? No, yeah, it's not a neighbor's cat. There's a because we live out here in the country. There's a couple feral cats that run around here and uh, oh, shoot them bastards! Yeah, I know, I know. I don't. A- Amy would have a fit. You know, she's an animal lover. So what I do is I catch it. I drive up to the gas station. There's about eight miles away, and as I'm pumping gas, I kind of lean over the back of the truck and open the gate, and the cat goes because <laughs> it's ready to go. Ding right out the back, <laughs> takes off. Oops. Uh, now I let it go. My my cat got out. Oh, I didn't know. I was like, do you like massage your chicken like they do that wagyu beef? We pick them up. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we pick them up. They let us pick them up, and they freak out. They're like, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> but we can pick them up and walk around with them. Yeah, they're they're user friendly. We've got some other friends that raise chickens. They they raise those silkies. I don't know what what those are. Those are almost like pets, though, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're pets and mostly for show. I mean, you can eat the eggs. The eggs are okay, uh, but all the chickens that we have are, are designed to be egg layers. They out of three hundred sixty five days, these chickens will lay close to two hundred fifty eggs to two hundred seventy five eggs a year. So you know, there's not many days off. As to where a meat a meat eating chicken. Would no chicken talk, right? A meat eating chicken, like you raised the, the chicken for meat, will only lay about 100 to 125 eggs a year. Oh, I thought you meant the chicken ate meat. No, I was like, what no. kind of chicken eats meat? No, well, they all do, actually. Do they eat themselves? Yes, actually, because I, I had to throw one of the chickens on the fire because uh, that's how we dispose of them. And what happens when you take a live chicken and you stick it on the fire? It cooks it. And, they, and you literally go out there and there's chicken meat out there and the other chickens are pecking at it, eating at it. It's kind of disturbing but it happens that's cannibalism now it's bob's turn this week we're gonna eat bob bob you taste great a little poultry seasoning on bob yeah all right guys stick around we'll be right back All right, well, 
<laughs> Shane, I, I have a, speaking of notice, I, I got uh, some bad news the other day. Oh, no. Yeah, I got some bad news. Not for me. Medical? No, medical not, no, no. No, I did see my oh, new doctor. I'll get into her situation. Well, hold on. I mean, I'll get to what happened to her. <laughs> Or happened to me with her. Oh, God, I'm getting it worse. All right, we'll talk about it. I'm going to have to start going to the doctor with you. <laughs> Do you need a ride the next <laughs> Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me. I'll tell you about my friend, then I'll tell you about the doctor visit. So back in 96, 97, Howard Stern was full-fledged. You know, everyone loved Howard Stern. They loved, you know, his show and stuff on the radio. So there was this huge quest for all the radio stations to gather up groups of people to do shows like the Howard Stern Show. They want to copycat. Hey, this is what sells. Let's copy it and reformat it and do it over and over again. Well, I was in one of these groups of people that got hired in 96, 97. I forget what year it was. And it was me and three other guys. And we were sitting in a we were at clear channel at the time. And we'd sit in a studio and we'd talk. It was a two-hour show. We'd sit there and talk and do our thing and all that. The main guy, we were riding on his coattails because he had name recognition. None of us had name recognition, but the main guy had name recognition. We were baby DJs. <laughs> yeah. So he, we rode on his coattails for a while. He became arrogant. Hey, this is my show. And I'm like going, I'm pretty sure that I'm the one who put all you guys together and got us the contract and everything. Yeah, but it, it's my name that's riding on the thing and so on and so forth. So the show lasted. This is starting to sound familiar. <laughs> this, the show lasted about a year and a half, maybe two years. I'm not sure. Uh, and it ended with me. Well, it ended for the year and a half because I walked off the show. I said, this is on the air. I said, this is bullshit. I said, I'm tired of your, you know, your fucking attitude. You're ignorant. You, you're talentless and all this other. And just went around the room like, you suck. You suck. You're okay. <laughs> fuck you. You know, that type of thing. And I left. And the show went on for another two months. And then they got canceled. Is there any audio recording of this? Um, like I'm well, it's well, the guy, the main guy uh, killed himself. I found out Ooh. last month he, he shot himself. He was uh, battling depression, which I had no idea. Um, and he was on and off pills like medicine pills to help him uh, do his thing. And, you know, I, and I was like, God, oh, man, you know, I was so mean to him. And I was like, but you know what? He was an asshole. So, I mean, he didn't reach out to me to apologize. And I never reached out to him. When I walked out of that studio in 97, that was the last time I talked to him. Now, I still talked to a couple of the other guys, actually one of the other guys on the show. But then I, for whatever reason, I always pop up because, you know, you kind of search, hey, I wonder what's going on with that person. You kind of just do a search. And it just so happens that I searched. Uh, last week, and I saw he had a, um, a business, and it said on the Facebook page, you know, unfortunately, my husband, his wife posted, unfortunately, my husband lost his battle with depression, and we're in mental health awareness month. I think this is what this month is, and I wanted to bring this up, and, you know, he lost his battle with depression, priest, respect for the family, and all that, and I reached out to the one guy I talked to. I'm like, hey, man, you know, I said, what happened to, uh, I'm not going to say his name, hey, what happened to, uh, you know, what's his name? He's like, yeah, man, uh, he killed himself. I said, well, what happened? He goes, oh, he shot himself. And I'm like, God almighty, how messy is that? I mean, that, that's the first thing that went through my head. I mean, pardon the pun. That's the first mm -hmm. thought that I had was how messy is that and how conceited and self-absorbed that you would do this to yourself and leave yourself in this situation, this position for everyone else to take care of you. Literally, I have to yeah. clean up after you. I mean, it was just hard. And I just sat there and I'm like, oh. And I told my wife, I said, hey, you remember such and such from the such and such show? Yeah. I said, well, he, he shot himself in the head. He killed himself. And I, because I didn't talk to him for however many years since 97, I didn't know that he was battling or doing anything. But there's some kind of that Robin Williams 
mentality where you put on this front and, hey, everything's fine, everything's good. He had this big ego and stuff, and deep down inside, he was battling something, I guess. So uh-huh. that's what that's... Well, uh, I mean, I, I won't go into a whole ton of detail, but we, we've got some personal experience with that in, in our family. Like I said, I won't go into big detail with it, but it's, you know, those same thoughts were there with, you know, with the person that this happened to. And it was, um, why did, you know, struggling for all those years to try to, you know, help this person and just out of the blue, yeah, just out of the blue one day did it with no warning. And those are the, you know, the ones that won't run around saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. That's, you know, they're, they're looking for attention. Yeah. They're looking for attention. You know, it's the ones that never say anything about it. The quiet ones. Yep. Yep. And they just sneak off somewhere. But yeah, that, those same thoughts of, you know, the, unfortunately the cleanup or even, even the, uh, the discovery because he was married. He had no kids. Well, in this situation, the discovery was immediate because there was somebody in the house. Oh, and well, here's the thing. The trauma from that that's still around to this day. I'm sure. I mean, it, it, and this was, gosh, 10 years ago. Maybe I'm off a little bit, but it was about 10. I would say somewhere around 10 years ago. But the trauma of that, with that person doing that, the people that they left behind, it's, you know, I, I always say it's kind of a coward's way out. Yeah. But then again, there are some people that are so troubled. It just spirals. That's their only. Yeah. And that's their only way. To, to get away from this kind of stuff. But and, I mean, yeah. And, and you say the trauma is still around with just this one person who yeah. took his own life or took her own life, wherever. And the trauma just for that one person to go back. Now think about like our military and, and the guys, you always hear about PTSD and, and shell shock and all that stuff. When they were on the battlefield, hey man, that's your job. You know, you need to go out there and, and shoot. And meanwhile, you hear stories about, I was just sitting there and my buddy just exploded next to me. You know, I hate to mm-hmm. make light of it, but I mean, now just the simple, I say simple, but the incident of someone killing themselves or taking their own life, let's say killing is such a hard word to say, but taking their own life and someone finding him that person now has that image in their mind who was not prepared to have that image in their mind ever ever well yeah i mean like i said this situation that i'm talking about comparing to the one that you're talking about is exactly the same so it's 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 okay we the noise was heard mm-hmm. the shot was fired you know immediately go out to where it happened to discover that and the aftermath of it and then having to uh you know go through the whole motion of going and checking on them and seeing what's happened and calling the police and blah 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 and having all of that stuff going on and, yeah you know it just it created uh so much trauma an alternate life person. an alternate life for the for what the path you were on at the time you know, hey, yeah. t- tomorrow we're going to dinner, and then Thursday we got to pick up, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. bang, now my life is, you know, all those plans that I had even a month or two months are, is completely gone because now I've got to go this direction yeah. in life. Well, life totally changed, and, and I can relate to that. You know, I've got a situation here with uh, a family member that, yeah. you know, we're dealing with that totally, you know, you're you're headed down, like you said, headed down this path, and then all of a sudden here comes this big boulder in the way, <clears throat> and you got to figure out a way around it. Yeah. But for the people that are left behind, especially, you know, if it's a disease, natural causes or something like that. You can mentally prepare for that. Yeah. Yeah. But when somebody consciously chooses and that's here's the thing, that's their decision. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not saying that it's right. I don't agree with it. Like I said, I think it's kind of a I I kind of at times I want to say it's a coward's way out. But, you know, I know, like I said, some people are just so troubled that they feel like that's their only way to get any relief from what they're going through. But gosh, the trauma that it leaves behind for everybody. I mean, it's like, my gosh, just change not one person's life. You've changed tons of people's lives. When I heard about the, the guy who actually killed himself, I actually the first time ever in my whole entire life thought 
out about calling what which is now 988 the suicide line line not for me you know like mm-hmm. i'm i got thoughts of suicide just to sit there and talk to someone about it because i i literally even though you know we're five degrees of separation i haven't talked to the guy but still i knew the guy i went to school with the guy we mm-hmm. hung out you know for many years before the whole radio incident started so i had a history of 15 years behind that uh and then this happens and i just was like oh i feel like i need to talk to him i ended up talking to my wife and and she understood and all that so that helped out so just talk to someone or the the 988 is what the i was leaning towards i didn't do it but i I was like, like leaning toward it. I was just going to say, unfortunately, that's you're going to hear more and more about that that kind of thing happening mm. with the kind of crap going on in the world. Yeah, you're just going to be more. You're going to hear more and more of it. All right, guys, stick around. We'll be right back. to uh see a new doctor today well same building same everything they had to rotate some doctors around so i had a new doctor male or female uh female very important there's there's important reason i'm asking this well i don't know if i told you about the one that i had she was a quote-unquote nurse practitioner you know she she can do all the technical stuff but i guess there's some stuff that she can't do and she was probably probably in her mid-60s uh she's got two kids here's the thing with her she was all about she had an agenda. You need to do intermittent fasting. You need to stay away from lagoons. You need to do that. You know, she was all the health food and, and constantly just just constantly wow. telling me all this stuff. I'm like, look, lady, you know, I got it. I got it. But then in the mm-hmm. same sense, oh, my my divorce, my ex-husband. And I'm like going, hey, hold on, hold on. You're giving me medical advice and you can't even keep your own life <laughs> together is the way I look at it. You know, you're divorced. You got two kids and stepkids and stuff. No, 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 no. I should be giving you life advice. <laughs> so anyways, something happened and she got transferred somewhere else she was nice i mean she was real nice but it was she had an agenda she was mad at men i think it was <laughs> but uh i got a new one and this is an actual doctor she's an md uh doctor of internal medicine is her title and oh, they're the ones that can track down your diseases for you yeah well that I mean, well good that's what i want when i saw her and she came in the room she's young and i said uh i said i've never seen you before this is my first our first visit together you know i'm sitting on the paper table and she says, well, I've been here for five years in this building. It's only four floors. It's a small little atrium health. I said, oh, okay, well, hi, I'm, you know, Travis. And she's like, hi, I'm Dr. Hamlin. And she's probably about 28 years old. I guess that would be a good, oh. yeah, 28 years old. And she, you ever seen the, the show, the TV series, Love on the Spectrum? No. So there's a girl on there that's getting a lot of buzz because Love on the Spectrum is, is people that have autism. And they okay. go on dates. You know, they force these couples to have a relationship, which is kind of disturbing in itself. But this one girl has really, really branched off because when you look at her, you don't think autism. I'm going to share my screen here. And you guys can see this, too, over on the YouTube video. Uh, I'm going to share my screen here. And this is what she looks like. This girl right here. You see her? Yeah. 
Very pretty. Yeah, she's cute, but she's got autism. She's got like OCD type uh, things going on. Did I? Well, so do I, (laughs) but undiagnosed. So I'm sitting there and not that I felt uncomfortable, but I'm like going, man. (laughs) So is that, so the girl you just showed on the screen, that's kind of what this new doctor looks like? Yeah, that's what the new doctor looks like. So I'm just sitting there and she's going through like my medicines and stuff. And I'm like going, God, what is she, you know, I can I have an old guy, you know, with glasses and moles on his face or something? I got to have this, (laughs) this cute blonde girl that, you know, eventually Shane, eventually I'm going to have to have a full physical with her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This was just a checkup. This is just a follow-up and they're going is the prostate exam now can we we do i'm I'm ready you know i'm just here for uh, a normal checkup on the medication i'm on and make sure i'm still alive but can we go ahead and do the old uh, swipey roo thing you know just indulge me please (laughs) but no i mean seriously eventually i'm going to have to have the my pants down around my ankles and she is going to yeah so that's your hang-up you know that she's gonna see well (laughs) my jimmy johnson (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey, look. Normally, I pay for that. Well, I guess I'm paying for it still. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, my goodness, well, there's a lot of people pay good money for that to be done. So, don't I, sweat it. Don't sweat it. She, you know, she's a medical professional, and that's what I keep telling myself. She's a medical doctor. She's yeah. a medical doctor. She's a medical doctor. She's medical doc. Why has she got those blue eyes, man? Jesus, you know. Is there any way you can do this prostate exam while looking me directly in the eyes? Right. <laughs> Listen, as long as you don't get creepy, I think it'll be fine. I, and you know what, I. I don't want to say I'm a ladies' man, but I, male or female, I can talk to anyone and, and not come off creepy. You know, I can always just start start up a conversation with someone like, "Hey, what's going on?" And you know, what's going on and and not be creepy like some people I know. Well, that's your opinion. Oh. <laughs> a different opinion about that. What that we'll I'm creepy? That, that I'm creepy or you're creepy? You you, you have a general creepiness. Of Who person. I do? That's okay. It's just part of your personality. It's I, okay. Don't worry about it. Let's play, let's talk about. No, 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 Shane. Why am I? creepy why am i creepy i mean i say some weird things to you i won't say creepy all right i won't say creepy but just the fact that that kind of stuff running through your mind at the doctor's office like what kind of stuff be a hang up there or something or there's something there that you might need to you know get you an appointment with the psychologist and kind of work that out what what do you mean (laughs) come on shane if you if you had a doctor that was somewhat very not somewhat very but somewhat attractive and you're sitting there and you're like going you know i don't know do I trust her? Her opinions? Yes. Do I think she's a professional? Yes, I do. Do you think she's enjoying the exam? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure she's not. But then, Shane, then go back to all the other stories that I was talking about where I was getting like these looks and stuff from like cashiers and all these other things. And, and th- so that's snowballing in my mind. These little girls that are kind of like, not little girls, but you know what I'm saying? You know, other women that I've come across paths with that are like, I, th- I think she was hitting on me. I think I got the signal. I don't know. <laughs> Married. Think, Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I think you're going to be okay. Uh, here's what you do. Just go in the doctor's office when it's time. Uh-huh. She walks in and you go, she just tell her right off the bat, say, listen, uh-huh. I know this is going to be invasive. It's going to be very personal, but we're going to keep it professional. <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> Just so you know, right now. That right there is the creepy part. That is the creepy part. Like, I'm already going, look, babe, I am taken. All right. I know. I don't know what you're thinking. I know you're looking me up and down like I'm a sirloin steak. All right, lady, I am taken. And she's like, no, I just need to get your blood pressure and your medicals and stuff. What are you talking about? You're creepy. Get out of my office. Ah!" I don't have to worry about that stuff. I mean, I got my doctors are with the VA. They're all foreign. I'm Mr. Shane. Mr. Shane. Oh, oh. 
Oh, good to see you. Still eating corn? Good boy. Oh, man. I was in in Publix, speaking of corn. I was not Publix, sorry. I was at Food Line the other day. God, what a... The one out here by us is a trash heap. Oh, God. I think they make it trashy, like they don't make it fancy, so poor people will shop there. Like the lighting sucks. Like the tiles are all scuffed up. Uh, all the racking looks like second rate racking. It's got like rust on the where the shelf clicks into the upright. It's all it's just garbage. And the people in there, who man, <laughs> I know their house stinks <laughs> just by looking at them walking around. What does that say about you being in there? Yeah, well, I mm, <laughs> I don't go there all the time because I don't like shopping there. But yeah, neither, neither do the rest of them. When my grocery list only has like five items that I need, I will go to Food Line. Now it is eight miles away, but I will go to Food Line. Like today, as soon as we get done with the show, I'm going up to the next town over, Monroe, and I'm doing my shopping over at the Walmart, the fancy Walmart. Maybe maybe your buddy will be there out in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the creeper. He's missed <laughs> me last week. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in, I'm walking in Food Line, and the night before, we had some kind of, I forget what it was, but it had corn in it. And corn and bush light do not go well together. So I had an emergency. Oh, my. And this doesn't, I mean, this happens all the time with me. My wife will be walking somewhere. She's like, are you good? And I go, "Mm, be right back. (laughs) She's like, okay. (laughs) And I I do this little mad, like quick, fast paced walk. The one thing that I hate at, you know, this Publix or this, I I say Publix because it's habit for me, food line, this food line, going to the bathroom, nice big bathroom. It's clean. It's the only thing clean in that store. The urinal, the stand up urinal, and then the one stall, but it's a handicap stall. So it's like half the bathroom. You know what I mean? And I walk in and the guy's just finishing up at the urinal and he's over there washing his hands and i push on the door to the stall and it's locked and i'm like oh shit (laughs) suck it up suck it up and i'm looking under the stall and i see like a pair of flip-flops and i'm like oh god this guy's gonna be in there forever so i kind of collect myself wash my hands like oh i just came in here to wash my hands you know (laughs) i don't have to shit Mm -hmm. wash my hands and i kind of take a step out of the bathroom and kind of walk down one of the freezer frozen food aisles and waiting for this guy to get out now Three or four minutes goes by, which is a long time when you're prairie dogging, Shane. Mm -hmm. And I finally saw him come out. And the reason why I said I saw him come out is because I recognize his shoes. I'm like, oh, there's the flip-flops that he has. I never saw the guy's face, of course. You know, he's in the stall. And Mm -hmm. he walks out. Now, in my mind, this is how my mind works. My mind goes, do I run the risk of going in there? and sitting on a warm seat that this guy's ass just came off of? Or do I let Mm -hmm. the seat cool down a little bit, get back to the frozen room temperature that is the bathroom, and then go? So I waited. I opted to wait. And I'm I'm literally like that's that's what's on your mind. You're not worried about MRSA or <laughs> no. you know did no, the guy I'm, flush. I'm You're just worried about the seat temperature. <laughs> that's all I was worried about. And then I go in there and I look in the toilet. And the guy that was in there is one of those fuckers that like to shit and leave it for everyone else to come see. So I look at it, I'm like, God, oh, fucking mighty, really? So I got to fucking flush the toilet, wait for all that to go down, flush it again, just in case there's any residue, (laughs) and then proceeded to, uh, you know, take care of business and then 
I was out. So is this like a common problem that you have? Like, you know, sometimes you just got a, you got an emergency. You just. Yeah, I don't have Crohn's your, or, yeah, I don't have Crohn's or anything, but it's, it's the combination of, you know, if you drink a lot of beer the night before and then you had some kind of roughage in your dinner, uh, usually you have yeah. the, um, what do they call it? The GIs squirts or something. Yeah. Well, let me, let me give you some advice. Okay. Why don't you take a roll of, uh, plastic tarp with you <laughs> when you go to that exam? <laughs> just it'll go in there. That's what you need to do. When she walks in, have the room look Looking like a like a uh, kill room, Dexter. <laughs> yeah, like a kill room. <laughs> no, but it was the all I was worried about was that warm seat. I mean, I get it, I get it. Because in my I mind, I'm more. thinking if I sit on a warm seat, that's no different than Shane you pulling down your pants and bending over, me pulling down my pants and bending over, and us pressing butt cheeks together. That's, that's well, the I, way I, look. I know. I mean, it's it's okay. So since you brought that up, all right, and everybody will attest to this that knows me. Uh huh. I don't shit in public at all. No. Sometimes you can't help it. Oh, yes, you can. But It'll then, destroy your colon, but I'm not going to do it. I was going to say, <laughs> you, something's <clears throat> going to happen. You're going to end up... Uh, no, there have been times when we've, like, took off, you know, to go to the next town over or, you know, going out to eat or something, and, and you know, I'll turn around and go back home. Or we'll be out and about doing something, I'll have to come home. Not me. I'm just not going to do it. Don't care. I do not care. You could have, <clears throat> you could have jailhouse toilet no walls no nothing if i gotta go sorry bud <laughs> if someone comes in i'm like going hey man you know we've all been in jail before <laughs> you know <laughs> go on about your business yeah. Yeah. i just i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna stick my ass on something that four thousand other people that day have put their ass on well i examine a little you bit know, you're a little gonna wipe. come up and grab you <laughs> but of course you know I, from now on i'll just be worried about the seat temperature all right carry a blowtorch with me <laughs> eat that thing up boil all the diseases off <laughs> all right guys stick around we'll be right back Listen up, all you true crime fanatics that are out there. If you're looking for a new podcast that is well-produced and dives into the details about what happens in every episode, go to Murder and Coffee. That's MurderandCoffee.com, hosted by Matt Cochran. Their latest episode, What Happened to Granger Taylor? Did aliens take him? We don't know. Go over to MurderandCoffee.com and listen how Matt Cochran describes the actual story of how Granger Taylor went missing. And you can decide for yourself. Subscribe to Murder and Coffee wherever you download podcasts. Or visit them over at MurderandCoffee.com. That's MurderandCoffee.com to get your true crime fix. So Shane, I, uh... I did that prom the other night for the Jehovah Witnesses or something next door. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you how how it ended. And I, I watched some of the. You sent me that link for the live stream, so I watched some of it, but I didn't. I didn't see how it all ended, how it all got broke down. But um, who who was in the room with you? Uh, my wife. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, that was my dad. Oh, was that dad. your dad? Yeah. I'm like, Shane, you look 50 years older. <laughs> what happened? No, nah, that was my dad. Which was, uh, so my wife had surgery that day. Right. And I had left, left her at the hospital. So he was over here helping out. So what did, uh, what was your opinion as far as what you saw and the music that you heard? 
I told, well, the music was fine. I don't think it fit the age group. I don't know what in the world those kids were listening, you know, listen to otherwise, but you just, you know, you don't have much choice. You got to play what you got to play. But I mean, I told you I was speechless. Why? What made you speechless about the prom? Now we were like, now we were live streaming this because a lot of the parents wanted to watch their kids at home and, oh, look at, or, you know, their aunts and uncles, you know, they can see their, their kids or their nieces and nephews. Oh, oh, shit. They weren't watching that. Shane, they were all getting freaky. It was, no, it was a packed house. On the live stream, it was a packed house. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't want to use the term nerd. You can say nerd. but That's a I positive mean, I term. I wish my kids would have turned out to be nerds, but what a nerd fest, man. I'm <laughs> telling you. Bless their little hearts. Well, they're all homeschooled, um, uh-huh. and they don't have any social really interaction with each other. or with. Well, that's, that's what I detected. There's just social awkwardness. Like, this is everybody in there, that's their first party. Yeah, exactly. Now, I've done, this would be my fourth prom because he's got six kids over there, and each one, you know, every year one's grad graduating or having a prom or something some of these kids i've seen like two or three times you know because they're all on the same grade levels all together you know i'm sitting there talking to the dad i'm like going i remember him i remember him and who's that who's that and you know, he's giving me the whole breakdown of everything shane they were doing arm wrestling at the table there there were six girls and 20 guys and they're all dressed i mean they are all dressed to the nines nice suits nice ties everyone was respectable everyone was white <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of diversity in this group of people you know the kids are being homeschooled and they were they what you talking about yeah <laughs> tupac up in there there was actually there was one guy big guy he's about as big as me i'm like god how old is that kid oh he's 16 i said does he play football or anything and he's like no he's actually uh he's a computer he likes to do computer programming i'm like of course he does you know he's six foot one at a math team <laughs> right but he's got like long long hair down to about underneath his chin He's got that, you know, 16-year-old beard that's all, like, patchy and stuff. And the thing was, all the kids had to put in a request to the father, who was having the party, of what songs they wanted to hear. So, you know, it's all this. And all the music was all 80s. 80s, 80s, now, 80s, all day long. So was the the request, did they had to go through the father so he could approve it? Yes, yes. Believe it or not, yes. And this one song came through the, the I'm looking at the request thing. I'm like going, who the hell is this band? I, I forget what it was. And Shane... <laughs> If I could have shut the party down, this would have been the song to shut the party down. It starts off like this. Can you play it? I don't tell us what it is. I don't have the I don't have the song here anywhere. But it started out like this. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! I'm like, this is my kind of music. Yeah, I'm looking around to see who's who's liking this song. Who's requested this song? And. I'm looking at him. He's just freaking shaking his head in the corner going, yeah. And he's going, I'm like, dude, talking about uh, an odd person in a, in a festival or something, man. You stuck out like a sore thumb. And everyone's like kind of walking around like going, holy Jesus, praise Jesus. Oh, my God. And I'm like, yes. And I gave him the devil horns and he's devil horning me back. And uh, the song ended and then everyone... And then it went back to step by step, ooh, oh, baby, yeah. baby, step by step, or whatever those songs are. That's like that's like crossing over that that you know that line in town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't go over there. This, this group of people, I and mean, you cross the road, and it's totally different. This one, well, that's good though. I mean, I'm surprised that Dad let Damage Plan through. <laughs> I don't know if it was Damage Plan. It was either like Lamb of God. They probably thought Lamb of God. Oh, it's Jesus. I love Lamb of God. You know. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> 
hell. So I'm sure dad thought it was something different, and this kid just slipped it through. The father came down, the the guy who was hosting the <clears throat> the prom. Now my voice is all fucked up. Uh, the father comes out and goes, who requested this? And I, I go, I'm looking out over the room. I go, who do you think? <laughs> and the guy's just standing in the corner, just freaking shaking his head around. Rah, rah, rah. He's like, oh, my God. I said, yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? And he's like, no, this is horrible. <laughs> well, at least, at least he didn't have to rat the kid out. He ratted himself out. Yeah. Uh, there was one kid, though. The only way I could describe him, he's about five foot two, is if Carrot Top and Mick Jagger had a kid. Oh, my God. He's as skinny as a rail, but had moves. Man, he had moves. He would. I remember. I think I remember seeing that guy. He was dancing all yeah. over the place. He had, like, a red hair, but it was nice. It wasn't the curly ca- Carrot Top hair. He had a nice, <clears throat> tight hair. Hold on, I got to get a drink. And he was dancing. He brought his own camera, his own tripod, okay, so he could dance in front of his own camera on the dance oh floor. God. See, that that's what's so cool about homeschool kids. Now, listen, I'm not knocking it at all. I wish we could have done it with our kids, but there are, they, they can be so weird sometimes that they're fun to watch. They're they, entertaining. They don't know that they're weird because they're socially awkward. And I think, oh, the, yeah. I think the guy's name was Chester or something like that. All the girls were coming over, and they were like going, I said, what's up with that kid? Oh, that's Chester. He always does that. And I'm like, uh, does he really? And they're like, yeah. He always brings his camera and his tripod. I go, does he do like TikTok? No, no. We're not allowed to say TikTok in that area. Not in that prom. They were not allowed to say. No, he just does it for himself. I'm like, yeah, for himself. Right. It puts the lotion on its skin. But he, it gets the hose again. Here, here's, let me give you this right here. We'll sum up this guy's character all in one, one request that he came up. He came up to me. Now, I had the internet going, so I could pull up. If I didn't have the song, I could pull up the video and play the audio from the video. He came up to me and asked for... Do you have any Dolly Parton? What? I said, I'm thinking in my mind, like, 9 to 5, you know, Islands in the Stream, you know, the, the, the top Dolly Parton songs. He picked this deep cut from I don't know where it came from, like, young Dolly Parton. And I said, okay, and I played it, and I'm, like, going, all right. He knew every word. He was dancing through the whole entire song, and it's one of the old songs, so songs weren't over three minutes long. They were only like two minutes and 45 seconds. Knew every mm-hmm. word, danced the whole entire song, and then the song ended, and I went back to, you know, whatever the, the 80s song one. I wear my sunglasses. And then my wife <clears throat> was standing next to me, and she's like, who requested this? Because she just happened to walk up, and I go, I said, Chester right there did. She goes, oh, well. Makes sense. Yeah, she goes, that makes sense. And here's what even made more sense. You know when you're your cell phone, those little circle pops that are on the back so you can hold your phone. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? He, my wife goes, well, look at what's on the back of his, on this circle pop. What picture that is? And I go, I can't see with the lights and stuff. She's like, it's Dolly Parton. So he's got oh <laughs> Dolly Parton on his phone in homeschool, dancing with his own tripod and camera in the middle of a floor with all these, uh, these homeschool kids. And a, and a trunk full of condoms. I don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So it was just, it was an experience. So that's basically how it ended. So. Well, I, it, yeah. I mean, like, I said I'm not knocking homeschool. I wish I could have done it with my kids, but they are they are very entertaining and they're they are they're weird, but that's okay. All of them are going to be they're going to be everybody's boss here pretty soon, so <laughs> who knows what happens. All right guys, stick around. We'll be right back.
Are you a true crime fanatic always on the hunt for your next fix? Do you enjoy sipping a fresh cup of coffee while delving into the darkest depths of the human psyche? Then you need to tune in to Murder and Coffee. Hey everyone, it's Matt Cochran, your host, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you the latest and greatest in true crime. Each week, I'll take you on a journey into the mind of some of the most notorious killers and the brave individuals who brought them to justice. And of course, we'll be doing it all over a fresh cup of coffee. From serial killers to cults and everything in between, Murder and Coffee has it all. You won't be able to stop listening. So grab your favorite mug and join me as we explore the darkest corners of the human psyche. Because, let's face it, nothing goes better together than murder and coffee. Don't miss out on this thrilling podcast. Subscribe to Murder and Coffee on your favorite podcast platforms today. Or visit us at MurderAndCoffee.com. Murder and Coffee. With me, your host, Matt Cochran. Shane, do you ever have like a desire or like a craving? Like what is your biggest food craving that you would uh that you have to have? Like, oh man, I got, and it's nothing's gonna stop you. I'm gonna I gotta have this, whether it be chocolate or peanut butter or something like that. Yeah, this is the way I always <clears throat> categorize it. If I'm on death row, what's my what's my last meal? Okay, yeah, that's a good way to do it. Okay. What's your last meal? So mine would be a a dozen assorted Krispy Kreme donuts. And a gallon of chocolate milk. Now, do you have that at, at the house? Is that a craving that you actually physically have to have at the house, too? Yeah, well, that's breakfast every day. <laughs> oh, speaking of breakfast every day, my back to my doctor's thing, I lost seven pounds. So I'm down seven pounds since November. So, What, did you leave 14 beers out of your pocket when you went in? I just didn't drink a whole case that, that day. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of like if I were just to sit down and do something gluttonous, that would probably be. What do you have a weakness for? Krispy Kreme donuts and chocolate milk. Okay, so there you go. That's end of discussion i can eat that monday through friday breakfast lunch and dinner and and maybe snacky poo at night yep so for some reason i don't know how it came to be but you know your your taste changes over the years as you get older you learn to develop different tastes and sometimes you know you lose a lot of taste that's why the older that i get or people get you tend to see them like put more hot sauce on things um, or salt or salt or correct salt. Yeah. sometime around easter we had a big spiral cut ham and i made the joke about my dad you know growing up at, at family dinner tables he would ask for like horseradish for, you know, the ham and stuff, mm-hmm. something that wasn't on the table. He had to have it. Now I realize that I had that same, I don't want to call it an addiction, but I have this craving. Like I can, I can smell horseradish. I'm like, I got to have something with horseradish on it. And mm-hmm. I had, we bought two hams for, for Easter. One was spiral cut. And then the other one, I've got a meat slicer, you know, a little, little two pounder, little two pounder guy like that, three pounder. I said, we'll mm-hmm. slice it up and have ham sandwiches. So I put it on the meat slicer. I'm slicing it all up. So I've been eating ham sandwiches for lunch with the good horseradish that's in the glass jar. The prepared, prepared horseradish. Prepared that's horseradish. What it's called. Is that what it's called? Yes. Now I'll prepared. I'll rotate between that and then I'll do. There's a, a mustard that has horseradish in it on my eggs instead of ketchup. Yeah, that's great. Poupon has got that in there. But what gives horseradish that funky taste? That bite? I, mean, I like it too. Yeah, what gives it that? Is it? I, I don't know what the ingredient is that. Um, well, let's let's decipher this. I know radishes have a little bit of bite to them. 
Right? I don't think there's some radishes in horseradish. I don't think, and I've never eaten a horse. Look it up. Because <laughs> there are radishes and horse. I don't think there's any horses in there either. So I've eaten radishes before. I've never had the horse. So you ask what the bite is. I'm going to say it's the horse. <laughs> yeah, but which one's doing the biting? You the, the horse. The horse. Oh, yeah, well. But yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a root. I could be totally wrong on that, but I've been known to make I, stuff I'm up. Gonna, I'm I'm looking it up now, but I'm gonna agree with you on that. Uh, on what? That it's some sort of root. Oh yeah. Think that, all right, here we go. The distinctive pungent taste of horseradish is from the compound allyl. Uh, I can't even say that word. It's all right. Allyl isothiocyanate. That's it. <laughs> That's what's getting me. Oh, okay. So horseradish is an actual. It's like a plant. So you can buy, like, go to the the plant store or agricultural center and buy a horseradish plant. Yes. Yeah, so you've you've got radishes, and then you've got a horseradish. I'd assume the horseradish is white. Um, I don't know. Like all white, like a radish would be like a, a parsnip. You know, it's the it's the honky cousin of a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Her to put that way. Uh, yes, it does have white flesh. All right, so there you go, horse hearts. But I've been, I've been craving Travis, it. You're, you're, you're coming really, really close to running off our one blacklist. You better <laughs> just watch it. It's all right. I'll play some rap in between these songs or in between the breaks. Yeah, I, I like horseradish too, but um, I will dip just about anything in that. In horseradish? Like oh yeah. See, I, kind of meat. I have. You put it. Oh, oh, let me tell you something. Cook you a nice. Nice uh, filet, filet mignon. Chef Shane here. Good cut of steak. Uh huh. Good cut of steak and just smear it with horseradish. I think that would pull away from the the a good cut of steak though. No. No. Mm, I'll try. No, it. don't 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 smear it on there, but just you know get you a nice cut on your fork and just a little little dip in there. But do you are you familiar with the? I'm not trying to plug this company, but I will if you want me to. Yeah, sure. Sweet Baby Ray sauces. Yeah, I like Sweet Baby Ray. I like their uh, their buffalo sauce. They have a, it's called their secret sauce. It looks like Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. It's kind of a tannish color, but that's got horseradish in it. Does it really? It is. Oh my God. That stuff, you can dip anything in that stuff. Let me write this down because that's what I'm getting at the store today. Sweet Baby Ray's secret, what's it called? Secret sauce. Secret sauce. I'm going to get it. I've seen it at the store and I was like, going, ah, it looks like a mayonnaise mustard based thing. I was like, well, it, I can do that at home. <clears throat> no, it's, it's horseradish based. So I want a full review of it next show. All right. I'll, I'll get that. I got to write this down or I'll forget. Sweet Baby Ray's horseradish secret sauce. No secret. Doesn't doesn't say horseradish on there anywhere. I know, but it says secret sauce. sauce. Secret sauce. Got it. And I'm <clears throat> you can dip Oreo cookie in there. All right, I'll, I can do that. <laughs> but any kind of meat or like French fries or tater tots or chips, uh, you can use it as a spread on your sandwich. I might do that, especially if it's low calorie. Well, it's not low calorie. Well, I mean, you know, carb free or whatever, something like that. As long as there's not a whole lot of sugar in it. That's something my wife keeps uh, instilling in my mind. Make sure you get stuff, you know, if you're going to choose between one or the other, make sure the other one doesn't have a high content of sugar in it just for health reasons between, you know, the two of us and stuff. Well, you're going to have to throw all that away to try this stuff because it's got a lot of sugar in it. It's got <laughs> okay, a lot of carbs great. in it. It's got a lot of, that's what makes it taste good. I'll just strain it out. <laughs> <clears throat> so it's not gonna work yeah we're going on uh we're going on vacation next week so you and i will be on really? my other podcast together next week where are you going uh we're going, we're going down to savannah georgia uh we've you know driven through it so many times moving when we were moving up here from north carolina from florida never really saw the city everyone was like oh you should see savannah and every time we drive through highway we're like going oh, this place is kind of garbagey looking i'm it is. you know <laughs> it's well, not the prettiest city. well i mean the, the highway portion of it but i mean clo- the closer you get to the water so we've got a uh, airbnb that we're going to get into and we're going to spend okay. four days down there so one of the things that um 
you know, we got that brand new truck out there. My wife, we haven't washed it since we got it. And it's just like there's clay from her riding boots in the, you know, the, um, what am I looking for? What's the word? Lower mat. Yeah. Thank you. Ding. And, you know, there's rocks and stuff from the driveway, you know, the pebble gravels and stuff. Sit in the floor mats. I hate the floor mats in this truck, by the way. So are you, let me ask you this before you get any further. Uh Are you like me? You can't, if you're going on a long trip, it can't be in a nasty car. No. And that, that's where I'm getting, that's where I'm going with this. I I had to clean it. I had to, I'm like going, you know, let's get this thing detailed a little bit. You know, there's bird shit on it and stuff because there's a big overhanging tree on the driveway. There's a guy, because we live out in the middle of fucking nowhere, there's a guy down around the corner from us about two miles he uh he's got a big sign out front says detailed cars you know and he's got two phone numbers out there and i always see him out there he's got a you know nice setup he's got a huge covered area i always see like the trunks open and the doors open i every time i drive by there going to food line to take a shit i see the i see (laughs) i see him taking the cleaning the car up i said well let's let's take the truck over there and see what happens so i pull up he's got a long driveway come off the highway long driveway and i park and i get out he's in the back of a you know, a hatchback or something. He's vacuuming. He pops his head up, looks at me, and then just goes right back to working again. And I'm like going, hey. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, what's up? Now, this guy's probably, I'm going to say my age, but he looks twice as old. You know, one of these guys who's smoked every day of his life mm-hmm. since he was two. <laughs> uh, he probably weighs 140 pounds, bald, with a shaved bald head. and like uh, he just come off a fishing fish fish ship or yeah, something. Yeah, that's exactly what he looks like. You know, these scrawny <laughs> little arms, tan, you know, leather hide. He's got his company shirt on. He's got a nice, one of those dry wick shirts on that says, you know, Randall's Detailing. And I said, uh... Are you booked? You know, are you booked? You know, can you work in the, this truck here? First thing I was out, man, oh man, I hate doing those trucks. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, we're off to a good start. He's like, you know, Tommy Jones the, down the road, it's got the black GMC. He got the 3500. He had the 2500. He got the 3500 GMC Denali. This is a high country, so it's about the same thing. He goes, man, that thing's got a, it's black too. He's like, thank God you didn't buy a black truck. This is him talking to me. No lie. Uh, it's got right. a coating on there. No matter what I did, what I do, I cannot get the damn water spots off the truck. He's like, I buffed and, and they come right back. And he opens up the door. And he's like, oh, man, that's a nice interior. We've got the um, the tan and gray interior leather and all that. And uh, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, man, that's a nice interior. He shuts the door. He goes, man, I, I honestly hate doing these trucks. He goes, Ugh. I'm like, well, I just need a wash and wax and kind of vacuum everything out. I said, there's nothing dirty. It's not messy. The floor mats are a little messy, and it just needs a wash and a wax. He goes, man, it takes me about seven hours to do this truck with all the detailed trim and all that. He goes, Tommy Jones down the road. I charge him about four fifty for his. Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not Tommy Jones. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you have a nice day, sir. He goes, it ain't that dirty in there. I said, no, because my wife is the only one that drives it, and we've had this truck for almost a year now. There's only 4,000 miles on it. That's how much we drive this truck. So that's how not dirty this dirty truck is. I go, all right. He goes, I, I could probably do it for three three fifty. And we got to talking a little bit, and he's got some donkeys out there, and he's telling me this life story about his wife rode horses and found the horse dead in a ditch somewhere, and just all this crazy stuff that these backwood country people, Jesus Christ. I'm like going, all right. By the time we ended up wrapping up the conversation, he goes, I can do it for 300 I said, okay. I go, are you booked? He goes, man. He's like, tomorrow, I'm wide open, but that could fill up 
Not that. I go, okay. That's not what I ask you. Right. But okay. I go, I go, you got a business card? And he goes, man, I just got rid of my last ones. The, the guy who made my business card shorted me about 50 to 150 business cards and he won't give them to me. I ain't talking to him no more. And I go, all right, useless information there that I didn't need. All right, dude, you, do you have any cleaning supplies? <laughs> yeah. Oh, then he started getting into the cleaning supply thing. He goes, you see that sh- those shelves right there? I got about probably $6,000 worth of chemicals on that shelf over there to do these vehicles. I said, okay, dude. <laughs> you know, What's I'm, your point? I'm like, yeah, that's cost of doing business there. Yeah, I, said, I didn't expect you to clean my truck with a rag coated with your spit. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, all right. I said, I'll go out there and take a picture of your sign out there on the road. I said, you're, is your number the top one or the bottom one? He's got you know him and his wife's number. He goes, mine's the top one, I think. I go, all right. Well, I'm not calling you, but all right. Took a picture of his thing in, in good faith. Got in the truck and kind of backed out and drove because he was literally you know right around the corner from me you know two miles around the the road i drove home told my wife she's like what no way so guess what i ended up doing all day yesterday (laughs) detailing your truck my shoulders are i'm up and down you know a little three-step ladder to get to the top and get to the hood because you know it's a big 2500 it's got you know 22 inch rims on it with jacked up tires and all this stuff i'm like oh jesus (laughs) well i mean i'm i'm shot well you know if you go to somewhere like auto bell or something like that they're gonna i don't know what is it 50 60 bucks there something like that yeah but you know they do an okay job but i mean to pay three or four hundred dollars for to clean a vehicle that's just gonna get dirty again in a day oh yeah yeah it was i just don't see the point in it now i i have i had a, a blue chevy silverado before this one and i would take it to the dealership once a year and have it, them completely detail it but i'm telling you when i say completely detail they they shampoo the carpets they vacuum everything the seats are all you know washed and waxed and all the other stuff and it was 250 bucks just for that and it's just a i think it was the 1500 that i well it was a 1500 that i have as to where this is 2500 there's not much difference in size so 250 i'm happy paying 250 detail the whole thing the you know pressure wash the engine and all that stuff yeah i mean i i always i i mean i change the oil in my vehicles i do it all myself because i don't trust anybody else so you know i don't like to clean them but i'll i usually end up doing it myself because i just i cannot my brain can't process paying two three four hundred dollars to clean your car but here's the here's the thing though if he wasn't such a dumbass and such an asshole about it, if he would have said, hey, how you doing, sir? Oh, my God, that's a beautiful truck. Man, I can make that thing spit and shine. And, and if he would have just kissed my ass just a little bit, I would have spent mm-hmm. the. I would have st- been stuck on the 350. I would have gone, 350? Yep, sure, take it. I got all faith in you. But when you come out and go, man, I hate doing them trucks and Timmy Jones and this and shit and chemicals and my dog's <laughs> over there pissing and, oh, my God, my wife died and my dog died and shit. All, I'm like, oh. All right, dude. See you later. I mean, just kiss well, my just kiss that. kiss my ass a little bit. Well, he's not supposed to kiss your ass. He's supposed to take your money. <laughs> Clean your car and take your money. <laughs> but I mean, customer service is number one, I guess. Well, I mean, you're out in the country, Travis. I mean, you're lucky he didn't bend you over a tree stump and <laughs> give you a prostate exam. What's that canoe for? <laughs> Got a big old house out back here where I keep all my chemicals. Come on over, I'll show you. Look, don't ever pay for. Don't ever do that. I don't. Man, my, don't. I'd rather take it to the dealership and have them do it. I know there's a bunch of kids back there and doing it, but if I have a problem, yeah. I can go to the manager and go, look, this is still dirty, this is still dirty, this is still dirty, fix it. If I go to well, him... You know, they've got all those funky little things like the gel or whatever it is, that sticky, yeah. almost like putty, that they you know can suck all the crumbs and stuff up yeah. in all the crevices. We don't eat in the truck. You know, 
I've got all the cups that we have have little, you know, sippy cup tops on them. Oh, I'm telling you, you by the time you get home, you're going to have dust all over the dash. You're going to have immediately you're going to have trash, you know, off the bottom of your shoe in the floor. Yeah. In your carpet. Get you one of those little handheld backs and keep them in there. Oh, I've got a, I've got a, a, a small little brush, brush with a dustpan. <laughs> well, that's why you should have had kids. Yeah. That's why you should have had kids. You could have paid your kid 50 bucks to, right. Uh, that's exact, babe. Clean your car. We're going to have kids. Why? I need someone to detail my car. <laughs> what else you got going on? Anything? I'm going to try out my smoker tomorrow, my new one, my propane. I fired that thing up. I mean, the heat just went up when I seasoned it, like you said to do. Yeah. Uh, I did put some wood chips in there to season with it, some apple wood. But the seals, all the little modifications that you made fun of me, oh, they worked perfect. Well, I want to see a picture so of it. happy I didn't listen to you. <laughs> post it. Yeah, oh, yeah, go over to the Facebook page and post it. Our Facebook page, the This Is 50 Facebook page. I'll, uh, I'll post it while it's pouring. All right, that'll be good. All right, Shane, let me let you go. All right, see you, bye. Do you think she's enjoying the exam?